Welcome to the Indie Brand Builder Podcast, where successful entrepreneurs and industry experts get real about what it takes to build a seven-figure product brand with your host, Jeremy Robinson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Indie Brand Builder, where creative entrepreneurs and product designers are building successful, purpose-driven businesses so that they can accomplish their financial dreams while making a difference in the world. Be sure to check out IndieBrandBuilder.com and subscribe for updates. Okay, so today we're gonna be talking about how to really up your game and supercharge your selling to retailers. So this is your wholesale channel we're talking about here. And I'm gonna be providing you with a step-by-step breakdown for selling to retailers that we've used very successfully at So Young and that's helped us get our products into over 500 retail locations across North America. And in addition, I've prepared some additional assets that you can download for free if you go to indiebrandbuilder.com forward slash selling. I have a list of the scripts we use, both the email scripts and the phone scripts we use, as well as a breakdown of all the tools that I describe in this episode. So you wanna check that out again, indiebrandbuilder.com forward slash selling. Now the key principle in selling to retailers is to invest time up up front in planning your approach and your sales materials. And this will allow you to prioritize and focus so that you can go deep into a few areas that are gonna deliver the highest return on your time investment, rather than spreading yourself too thin, getting frustrated and giving up. Okay, so the first step is you wanna determine your retail category focus. And it may be tempting to pursue every retail category for which your products are eligible when you're selling wholesale, but it's best to focus on one at a time in order to make your efforts more efficient and targeted. You can always change things up as you learn more. And so this means setting up some criteria for determining the best fit for your business. Okay, so first stage here is to create a list of all the categories that you could be targeting. Now, depending on your product, you may be very clear that you're simply gonna target a specific category of store. However, some products are going to appeal to several categories. For instance, So Young's bags have been sold through gift shops, baby stores, kids' gear stores, and natural grocers, among others. At this stage, you just want to make an exhaustive list of all the possibilities based on your current knowledge and your best guesses. Next, you're going to want to determine the top one or two categories that you're going to target. And I suggest using something called a multi-attribute model and there's a spreadsheet that I've prepared that's part of the downloadable resources I mentioned. And this approach is going to allow you to apply a disciplined approach to choosing your initial target category because you're actually going to be scoring by criteria. So here's how you use the spreadsheet that I provided again indiebrandbuilder.com forward slash selling. You can download an example of the spreadsheet there. So first you're going to want to plug in the categories that you're considering down the left hand column. We'll call this the lead column. Then you want to determine three or four criteria that are most relevant to creating an optimal environment for presenting and selling your product. So examples might be, you know, price sensitivity. So in some stores, you know, price sensitivity is going to be high. Uh, You might look at criteria like similar products. Uh, You might look at criteria like alignment with your core audience. You want to plug in these attributes and again in the sheet that I provided you can actually replace the criteria with your specific uh, criteria and it's all laid out for you there. 
And then you want to assign a weight to each criteria as it relates to your decision. So, you know, your uh, price sensitivity may not be that big a factor, so give that a 20% weight, but alignment with your core audience may be really important, so give that a 60% weight in your decision. Again, this is all up to you, and these are somewhat arbitrary, but it'll help you really think through and use a process to determine where you focus your time and efforts. Then you want to rank each lead category. So you've already made a list of categories that you're going to target and rank each out of 10 as it applies to the specific criteria. This is actually going to provide you with a total score in the far right-hand column. So it's all laid out for you there and that'll help you make a more thoughtful decision. Okay, step two is once you've determined the category you're focusing, you want to determine which retailers you're going to target. And the retailers that carry your products are going to reflect strongly on what kind of brand you are. So you want to be very intentional about whom you're targeting. So in this step, you're going to determine the key criteria that you're going to use to target specific retailers. For instance, Soyoung, well, we're not a luxury brand, but we do price our products at a premium. So discount stores, for instance, are not going to be a good fit for us. Again, Focus is the key to staying productive. So once again, we're going to use a variation of the multi-attribute model to determine which retailers you can focus on. And again, in this stage, you're really just going down a level in terms of your focus and you're going to plug in the retailers that you're considering down the left-hand column, the leads column, determine the three or four criteria that you feel are most relevant to creating an optimal environment for presenting and selling your product. Again, could be things like uh, eco-friendliness, urban locations, you know, are they boutique-y or are they more mass market? Then you want to plug them in the criteria row and again, weight them based on how much each criteria should influence your decision and then rank each lead category out of 10 as it applies to the specific criteria. And this again, I'll give you a total score in your far right hand column. Okay, so ideally by now you have a category focus and you've even drilled down to the specific retailers that you are going to target in that category. So now you want to look for the specific buyers in each retailer. And this is by far the most time consuming aspect of the process. There are companies that offer lists of specific roles that you can purchase, but they're expensive. And I've found that often they're out of date or they're missing key data. Um, and to compound the issue, you know, many buyers go out of their way to maintain a low profile online so that they're not inundated with inquiries. Okay, so first you just want to get a name and I'll generally start with LinkedIn um, and do a search on the company name and review the names of key personnel looking for anyone that has a, the title of a buyer or category manager. I'll then cross-reference results with a site called data.com, which is run by Salesforce. And if you find a relevant name or a title on LinkedIn, you can check the side column entitled people also search for. Now, getting their email address. Okay, once you have a name, you can often guess the target's email address based on another address from the same company. Most companies follow a standard structure for email addresses. Now, it's not always easy to find another address, however, but the best resource I've found are press releases, since the press contact will often provide a personal email address, uh, and these are often available on the company's blog posts. 
And if I'm really desperate, if I can't find any press releases, I might use a credit on data.com to get an email address from the company. And any email address will do because then you'll have the format. And on data.com, you can actually earn credits by providing contact information based on other leads that you may know of or have information on. Now, once you've determined the specific buyer for your category, you want to start to build a buyer profile. This is particularly relevant if it's a high value target, such as a chain store. So I would suggest going a step further once you've determined your exact buyer and check out their social media profiles, especially ones like Pinterest and Instagram, where they may be sharing their personal tastes. Now, you don't want to let on that you've been browsing them and their personal profiles. It could get a little creepy, but you may want to get some additional insight into their likes and their preferences that you can use to your advantage when you're pitching them and if you actually get them on the phone. So if you're determined to get your products into a specific national chain, you may even want to go a step further in building an organizational map. And this means building a diagram of all the people who report to that buyer or may have some influence over the decision to carry your products. Then start to target each of the influencers with emails in a multi-pronged attack. In the beginning, you may not even know all the relationships between these people, but you may have four or five names from a specific company, you're gonna list them all, and as you start to you know, interact with them, they'll maybe point you to one another or you'll get a better understanding of how they report to or relate to one another. Next, you wanna make sure you've got your sales materials prepared. So buyers are constantly reviewing products and they don't have a lot of time. So when you're reaching out to buyers at retailers that you're targeting, you'll need to invest time upfront to creating a few succinct but powerful pieces that'll quickly convey your product's value and appeal. And there are three main pieces that you'll need to prepare. And again, I provided you with examples of each of these pieces and what we use at IndieBrandBuilder.com forward slash selling. Okay, so the first thing you're gonna need is you're gonna need a set of email templates. And these um, are gonna help you with your initial outreach emails, and they should be short and to the point. So you wanna provide an introductory paragraph that points to the sales sheet, which you're gonna to attach to the email, and a brief list of bullet points about the product selling points. And I found it's best not to oversell the product at this stage. You're really just looking for their opinion as to whether they have an interest and see a fit for their retail environment. And again, you can download the exact template we use at indiebrandpilder.com forward slash selling. Okay, the second piece you're gonna need is the sales sheet itself. And the sales sheet is a one-page PDF that provides everything a buyer needs to make an initial decision as to whether he or she might be interested in your products. And keeping it one page is gonna ensure that you focus your message so that the buyer can clearly understand your product and make a quick initial assessment. Any ambiguity about what your product is or why it's relevant is gonna make a poor first impression and it's likely just going to cause them to ignore your products and your emails. So your sales sheet should include your logo and your product name or your tagline. It should include high quality photos of your product, including packaging if it's relevant. You want to include wholesale pricing and your MSRP and you want to include just five brief bullet points outlining the major selling points. Again, you want to have something that they can just quickly scan in 30 seconds and make a decision about. And you can download 
the example sales sheet that we've prepared at the link I've mentioned earlier. Okay, the other thing you may want to have in your back pocket is a pitch presentation. Now, you're not always going to need this, but again, for a big client, this is something you're going to want to have on hand. This is a more in-depth presentation on your products. And this can be formatted as a slideshow that can be presented either in person or often remotely once a buyer has expressed some interest. But, you know, if it's a big decision for them, this is a process you're going to have to go through. It should be short, less than 10 minutes, but it should fill in some of the details that you did not have space for in your sales sheet. And so your pitch presentation should include I'd keep it to eight to 10 slides, should include all of your product features, any awards, endorsements, or notable users and fans, your pricing details, press coverage, current retailers and notable sales figures if relevant, your target audience, and your company history. And again, you can download an example of our pitch presentation at indiebrandbuilder.com forward slash selling. Okay. Step six, you're going to do your initial outreach to your retailers. So at this point, you should have a good idea of who you're targeting. You should have all of your sales materials prepared. In some cases, your initial interactions with your target are going to reveal that they're not actually the buyer for your category. So ideally, they're going to point you in the right direction. But if not, you may have to go back and do some more research. Now, before you can do your outreach in earnest, you should have some systems in place for tracking your sales efforts. And a CRM, uh, which is short for a customer relations management system, is great because it's going to allow you to set notifications and see all of your past correspondence with your individual leads in context. So you'll know exactly where your progress with that person is at. And we use one called Base CRM, but there are plenty of others out there. Now, if you don't have a CRM yet, you can just track your efforts in a spreadsheet. However, I would strongly suggest you at least add some software to your email client that's going to allow you to track whether or not your email has been opened by the person you're targeting. This is going to allow you to better determine your follow-up efforts. And there's one called Yesware that's, an, I think, believe a free attachment for Gmail if that's what you're using. Okay, let's talk about what to expect after you've sent an email. Now, I have received responses from buyers based on a single email when I'm selling wholesale. However, this is definitely the exception rather than the rule. Um, if you've used the subject line that I suggest in the provided email templates, again, those are downloadable uh, at the link I, I provided earlier, you'll at least prick their interest. And I find that you know, about 50 to 60% of my emails get opened. Now, if you see that the email hasn't been opened a few days after sending it, you can simply resend it again. And you may want to change up your, your subject line. But if you do see it has been opened, move on to the phone call follow-up with a buyer, which is step seven. All right. Once you see an email has been opened or you sent several emails that have not been opened, call the buyer. And this can seem intimidating at first, but as long as you're prepared with a simple phone script, it is very simple and straightforward process. And your purpose here is simply to follow up on your email until you get a response. And again, I have specific phone scripts you can use at IndieBrandBuilder.com forward slash selling. Now, if you get voicemail, now you're going to want to try and 
Keep trying until you get the buyer in person. However, it doesn't hurt to leave a short voicemail drawing attention to your email and politely requesting a response. Again, you can use the provided scripts to ensure your message is succinct and to the point. If the buyer has not yet read your email, the voicemail may be what prompts him or her to look for it in their inbox. At the very least, a voicemail, if heard, puts you on their radar and lets them know that you're serious about getting a response and you're going to keep following up. Okay, if you get the buyer in person, again, have a script on hand that's going to make you feel a lot more comfortable and just simply point them to your email. This is not time to be doing a hard sell. Your goal right here is simply to get a response and gauge whether there is any interest. Stick to the script and if there's any moments of awkward silence while they're searching for your email, do not make the mistake of filling that silence with nervous chatter. You're just going to give them a reason or an excuse to say no. Just stay silent and wait. Now, if at this point you get any response other than a firm no, we're not interested, you want to ask the buyer if you can schedule a short 10-minute meeting in which to give them a few more details about their product. And if you're obviously if you're able to meet them in person, that's ideal, but if they're in another city or country, this may not be feasible. And I've done some very successful presentations over the phone with a simple screen share. So suggest a definite time and see if you can get it booked then and there. Now sometimes Pyre will request a sample and now this is great progress, but even if they request a sample, I would still try and get a few minutes of their time to give them your full pitch if possible. Okay, now let's talk about the pitch. Now I have made sales without doing this step and particularly with smaller retailers, they're willing to take a ch small chance on a small order. However, if the buyer is interested but they're not yet decided, this is really your opportunity to make your product seem like a no-brainer for him or her to at least try out. So the key here is practice, practice, practice. You want to have this pitch down cold. So before you go to your meeting, go through your presentation as many times as you need to make sure you have it almost memorized. And I'd suggest making your slides as visual as possible rather than just a number of bullet points that you're reading off the page. You should memorize exactly what you're going to say while using the images as supporting material. And again, I provided an example of our pitch deck, which you can use to get an idea of what I'm talking about. Plan what your next step is going to be. So don't make the mistake of ending the pitch by asking what they thought. You should end by asking if they'd be willing to try a test order. If they have any hesitancy, the next best outcome is to see if they'll review a sample. It may be that they're interested, but they don't know how to work the products in yet or the timing is off. In that case, ask if you can follow up with them. Okay, this is key. You need to keep following up. I have had sales take months or even over a year to actually close. If you get anything short of an order or a test order, you just want to continue following up with the buyer every week or two. And I'll usually do two or three emails to every phone call follow-up. But remember that buyers are busy, so they aren't necessarily ignoring you just because you're not hearing from them. It doesn't necessarily mean that they don't like your product. They may be undecided or they may just have other priorities to deal with. Again, I've had sales that took a year or longer to come to fruition. You simply have to keep 
politely persisting until someone gives you a firm no or you get your first order. And again, a CRM is going to help you keep track of all your leads and allow you to schedule reminder tasks around follow-up activities. Let's talk about when you get a no. You know, getting a no is much better than not getting a response at all because it means that the buyer has seriously considered your product. So don't miss the opportunity to get inside the buyer's head to understand why they passed on your product. Maybe it's just not a fit for their store and you're targeting the wrong category. Maybe they have some valuable feedback about how to better position or even redesign your product. Make sure you ask why they passed on your product in a polite and endearing way. You know, be sure not to appear defensive. Could be something like, hey, I appreciate your taking the time to review my product and we're always trying to get better at you know, how we position our products and how we design our products. Could you let me know what you were thinking or why you decided to pass on our products? Simple as that. Okay, in conclusion, the people that are most successful at selling wholesale play the long game of consistent efforts. Very rarely are going to pick up the phone or send an email and get a immediate response. You have to slowly and methodically persist over time with follow-up after follow-up until people realize that you're actually you're not going to go away until they get a response. Selling is not glamorous and it can be intimidating to reach out to total strangers, but if you do this on a regular basis, you're going to be ahead of 90% of people that you're competing with. Okay, so once again, I have some amazing resources that you can download at IndieBrandBuilder.com forward slash selling. It'll lay out all the sales materials that we use. And if you follow these steps consistently over time, I guarantee that you will see major progress in your wholesale sales. So thanks for joining me. I hope this has been of value. I'm Jeremy Robinson. For more insights on building a seven-figure product brand, including free downloadable training material, visit IndieBrandBuilder.com.